Hello, welcome to First Person, a podcast brought to you by Coleman FBC. I'm Chuck, and during the next few minutes, I'll join you, the listener, as we meet and get to know others in the First Baptist family. Together, we'll learn about them, their families, and what brought them to Coleman. First, I want to thank the production team of Karen Harmon and Vance Donahue for their help in making this podcast available. Well, I want to welcome Robin and Jana Henderson today. They're going to be part of our podcast. They're joining us. They're, they are new members, newer members of First Baptist Church. And I'm just glad to have you guys. Glad we finally worked it out to get you in here and be able to spend some time together. And I, I'm excited about our folks getting to know you a little bit because I know that you they see you, they see you in choir, they see you singing trio or quartet or whatever. So they know you. But they don't really know you, know you. And so the whole purpose of this broadcast, this podcast, is to do that, just to kind of let folks get to know you. So I guess the if I were to tell people about you guys, the one thing that would jump out at me is that you are music people. You know, if you were a, a choir guy or a music guy and you were praying up somebody to come into your church to be part of your music program, that's what you want. You want people that love music and enjoy singing music, enjoy learning it, enjoy working. And so that's that's the way you guys are to me. And so I think you're a blessing, obviously. And so uh, we're going to just kind of we'll dive in here and let you have an opportunity to tell us about yourself. So, as I said, it's Robin and Jana Henderson. And uh, I'm going to ask Robin, I guess, go ahead and tell us a little bit about you, about your family. Just start with your family first, your your wife, well, she's here, so you don't have to tell us about her, but tell us about your kids. Or I tell you what, you tell us about your family, and we'll let Jana tell us about the kids. How about that? Okay, that sounds good. All right. Tear out. All right. Well, uh, Jana and I uh, met uh, right out of high school. It was in July of 1980. Uh, we both had uh, tried out, auditioned, and made the Wallace State Singers. And so we started out meeting and singing together uh, in July of 1980. So we're coming up on 42 years of knowing and singing with each other. So uh, after we spent two years uh, at Wallace singing in the show choir, uh, we uh, transferred to Sanford University, and we were in the a cappella choir there under the direction of Dr. L. Jean Black. And we had the opportunity, uh, of course, to sing in that very... A disciplined choir where we practiced every day. We memorized all of our music. Uh, we uh, were privileged to uh, go on a, I think it was a 21, 22, 23 day tour of wow. Europe, uh, France, England, Germany, and Holland. Uh, we got to experience singing at the Notre Dame Cathedral and Salisbury Cathedral and, and, and other places. And so we really had a, a good experience in college. Uh, and then right out of college, uh, we got married. That was in 1984. From there, I began serving as a minister of music and youth at a, a small church. I served in two different churches for a total of about 13 years, and so we were involved in the church music program there. And then uh, we went back to uh, our home church, or my home church, and just continued to uh, serve by singing in the choir and, uh, and other groups that would sing. So then about two years ago, when... Um, we were searching for a, a, a new church. We landed here at First Baptist yeah. Church. That was in uh, no, uh, February of uh, 20. And so 
uh, we were drawn to the church, first of all, because of our granddaughters were here, our oldest daughter and husband and, and her uh, family. But I think the music and the style of music that uh, we feel most comfortable with in our worship is, is, uh, was here. Uh, and so we uh, felt drawn uh, not only because our part of our family is already here, uh, but because uh, we love the pipe organ, we love the uh, the formal choir, and of course we you know COVID kind of messed that up early on, but we're you know back and running there. So uh, that's how we have been involved with with. Uh, that's what got you here, and that's kind of where you where you are historically. Now you mentioned that you have kids, you have children here. So Jana, tell us about. The kids, family, the daughters, grand, or I refer to them as grandest children, oh, but precious. they are precious. So tell us about them. Well, Courtney is married to Steve Special, and they have two beautiful girls, uh, Eliza and Susanna Special, and they're, they go to church here. And we just adore our little granddaughters. They, they keep us busy, hopping all the time. Then I have a son, or we have a son, and his name is Zach. He's married to Emily, and they live out in Holly Pond, about a mile from us. And then our youngest daughter, Callie, is married to Daniel Robertson, and they're, they live about two miles from us in Holly Pond. They're adult children now, so <laughs> we have more time on our hands right now. Yeah. Well, that, 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 <laughs> but what that's time we blessing, do have, yeah. is we try to spend as much time as we can with and Emily. And I didn't mention, and I don't, I don't know that you did, but I didn't mention that you guys are from Holly Pond. Yes. Alabama. I like that. Of course, I grew up in Hansville, Alabama, so I mean, I'm I'm kind of familiar. I knew all about Holly Pond and that kind of stuff, and I know y'all are from there. Great little, great little community. And uh, so, I guess I'm gonna go back to you, Jana, and then I'll get back to you, Robin. But Jana, how did you grow up? I mean, where did you grow up? I grew up in Decatur. Okay. And moved to Coleman my sophomore year of oh, okay. high school. So and finished there. So. But most of my years of living has been in Holly Pond, I guess. Yeah. I've lived longer in Holly Pond than I have anywhere else. Oh, yeah. So you grew up in Decatur. See, I, I didn't know that. I, I wasn't aware of this. You grew up in Holly Pond, I guess? Yes. Jenna was actually born in Lubbock, Texas. She was oh. an Air Force baby. Okay. And so then her family ended up in, you know, uh, most of her younger years there in Decatur. Mm-hmm. And I live. I lived in Holly Pond all my life. So I was born and raised there. Matter of fact, my family have been has been in the Holly Pond area since 1881. Oh, so no. we've been there a long time. We're hugging the trees. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me, okay. So, so you grew up in, and you, I, I think I've got the background. I've got the I've got the layout. I guess you guys grew up, and then then you. So you probably met about the time you went to Wallace. Is that right? That's right. Close to it. And so, uh, I guess my next question would be like. And you did mention being in the acapella choir and Sanford and all that kind of stuff. But I guess the question that I would have for you, like, who influenced you, you know, like as far as vocationally? I know you said you were a minister of music, but you're also, is it an engineer? Am I right in that? Actually, I'm a financial analyst with okay. the federal government. Gotcha. So how how did that all come about? What made you jump off into that? Okay. So, um, uh we were very fortunate in in our church as well as our school to have a lady by the name of Polly Easterwood, mm-hmm. who was our music teacher. So we were fortunate to have that influence. Uh, and then our church uh, in the uh, mid seventies uh, hired a um, 
a minister of music that was the first paid minister of music in in youth that we had. And so uh, we always had a strong youth group, even though we didn't have like a paid staff member. But in the the early 70s, mid-70s, that's when that happened. And uh, I was really influenced by him. He was a Sanford graduate, acapella choir uh, person. And so um, my family's always been involved in church, church music, choir. And so I actually started singing in the church choir when I was 14 years old. Wow. I mean, I, I put on a choir robe and hopped up there with the big boys and girls to sing. And so I just always been, I, I just always have loved it. You know, I, you know, with my size, you'd think I'd be a football player, a basketball player, and I'm, I'm probably <laughs> the most unathletic person you would meet, but I, but I do, uh, uh, I do love music and love to sing. And, and, and that is the way we've, feel, and I think Jana feels the same way, that's how we serve the Lord. Right. And so that's, uh, yeah. uh, we, we get so much joy. Yeah. Yes. That's great. So Jana, career in teaching, right? <laughs> yes. So how did all that all come about? What made you, how did you well, get into that? Well, as a little that? girl, I always knew I wanted to be a teacher. But the reason I wanted to be a teacher when I was a little girl was to be able to draw on the chalkboard. Right. But as I got older, right. you know, that changed, of course. I wanted to, you know, plant that seed of learning for young children. So I went on and finally got my degree, our master's at Jacksonville State in early childhood and and stuck with teaching first grade. I did teach one year of second, one year of kindergarten, but the rest of my years were teaching first grade. Did you have other family that, that taught or was um, that, that kind of influenced you as you were growing up? My Aunt Bonnie did, but she's deceased now. So yeah. anyway, but she, she had a big influence on yeah. me wanting to be a teacher as well. And and then for you... That's my world. <laughs> I can communicate with I, I go with those ones. second graders. You yes. got them. Yeah. Yes. So for you then, but music was something that was a, a sideline, I guess, kind of, or just something you were involved in and you liked? I always yeah. liked music. Music always seemed to touch my heart, you know, the words of the songs and things like that. And when I was growing up, I was always a member of the the choruses in school and we would do those uh, competitions and those kinds of things and then I got to Coleman and joined the the choir there and I was asked one day to go ahead and you know why not try out for the Wallace State Singers so I did and and made it and then Loved it. Loved the loved that part of it. I was in the original Wallace State Singers. Strangely enough, I was. Yeah, not too far ahead of you guys. I don't know how long they had been in existence, but that when they decided to start a music program down there, it was part of that. So, but it's a great thing for our community and all that sort of stuff. So, well, let me ask you this, Robin. Tell tell us about your how you became a Christian, how you saw your salvation experience, how all that came about. Okay. Well. Um, of course, being I was I was brought to church in vitro. I mean, my yeah. uh, you know so uh, I, I probably always carried, <laughs> I was carried to church all all yes. my life, and so um, I was nine years old. It was in spring revival, and um, I, I felt the draw to uh, I felt convicted. I fell under conviction. I knew that I was a sinner, and if I died, I was going to hell. So at at nine, I almost ten, I knew. Um, I, I knew where I was headed. And so we were in spring revival, and the Lord was dealing with me in a big way. And a matter of fact, uh, I got in trouble when I got home for being so fidgety in church. And then, of course, my mother played the piano and sister, and, and so they sat down at the piano and started singing, Jesus is coming soon. And uh, I had just laid down in the bed, and it felt like I was just under major conviction. And, and, and I guess, you know, being a young child, you don't know everything when you're, when you're going through that process of accepting Christ. 
us and growing into, uh, you know, as you're um, in, into that journey. Uh, I just, at the time, you know, I could have accepted Christ right there in my bed, but I just said, Lord, if you'll just let me get to the church, I'll make it public. I'll, I'll accept you. And it could have, it could have happened right there in bed, mm-hmm. if you know. But any, but, uh, but anyway, uh, I just felt like I was on fire. I just felt like under uh, so much conviction. So uh, the next night during revival, uh, I did uh, make my public profession of faith, and I don't have like or dramatic testimony of I've, I did this bad stuff and that bad stuff. Of course, I was a sinner like, you know, everyone else. But um, I just uh, I just knew uh, that it was time for me to... Um, you knew what God had done in your life. I sure did, yes. Yeah, so Jenna, how did you become a Christian? I mean, Well, I, I'll tell you, I was young. I was in the third grade. And I'll never forget, it was uh, back then they had two-week revivals. And so the Lord worked with me for two weeks. Oh, wow. <laughs> I knew that I needed the Lord in my life, though, because I knew what sin was. And my parents had brought me and my brothers up in, in church, so I knew at an early age what sin was, and and I knew he was the Spirit was tugging at my heart <laughs> uh, during the revival, and I did. I just walked on down the aisle, and he became Lord of my life. Robin touched on this just a bit when you were talking about what brought you to First Baptist Church. So, specifically, what brought you guys to First Baptist Church? We were drawn here, number one, because of our daughter and her husband and our grandchildren were here. Uh, but we knew that this was the place we needed to be, uh, you know, when we were you know, the choir had sang a few Sundays when we were here. This was just prior to COVID. Uh, the pipe organ, it was those things that we loved. We wanted to be a part of a good choir. Uh, we wanted to be a part of, you know, where the music uh, was strong and where we fit in. And, and, the, and the type music that uh, is done here was, was a draw to us. But really, also, Brother Tom's preaching. We really love the way he lays it out. And then he, at the end, he wraps it up and puts a pretty bow on it. And then there's just always that bit of... Um, you know, that application of the sermon that he, he lays out there. And um, so uh, we felt like we were being fed uh, and, and we needed that. We all need to grow. Uh, we were, you know, drawn for, for several reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Now, see, your y'all situation is a little bit different in that because one of the questions that I would normally ask someone is I would say, well, have you found a place of service at First Baptist Church, because, you know, a lot of times people come in and they're just kind of feeling their way and they don't really know exactly what they want to do. But in your case, in your situation, you God already had a call on your life and you knew really how you wanted to serve because that's what you had been doing, what you enjoyed doing. Uh, and so you're, you're, that's a little bit different. And that's what I meant when I said something like, you know, if you could draw this up as a, as a music minister, you want people to come that want to serve in, in the area of ministry that you serve in, kind of like like-mindedness, you know. But also, it's not just enough to serve in the, in the music ministry per se. A person, I, I, it's exciting to me and, and all of us to see that people become part of the entire church program. Well, we know? are part of a Sunday school class, and we really are enjoying that with Alan Dunkling. Yeah. He's the teacher, and he does a fabulous job. Right. And two, I would say, I mean, just, I'm just asking questions here, but 
relationships. You know, part of the hard part of leaving a church that you're a li- almost a lifelong member of is coming some going somewhere else where now some people don't meet people as well as others, but go somewhere where you can develop relationships. And I, my hope is is that First Baptist is kind of that kind of place. Jana, I mean, you can tell me how how has that worked for you? I see you with the ladies. And yes, stuff and- I'm having a good good time. I have some sweet sweet sisters in Christ here, yeah. and you know. We we look after each other. We we keep check on each other. And my work of service prior to being church here was basically in the children's department. I right. I was a Sunday school teacher for all the little ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, even did children's choir for several right. years. So this is just a different turn now. You know, it's time for me to sit and and grow. Right. Different season of it life. It is actually. a different season of life, yeah. and I'm enjoying it. Yes. Well, <laughs> I enjoyed the other, my other yeah. years of life, but I really enjoy this now. So, Robin, about you? Yeah, I think we plugged in uh, to the areas that, that, that were important to us and the things that we wanted, and, and I have uh, developed some uh, relationships with some of the guys uh, here, uh, very nice men, and our, and our Sunday school class and our ministries that we're doing, reaching out for, you know, Christmas families, the the, uh, the Foundry Farm, and, and and supporting that every way we can. So I feel like between you know our uh, the music program, of course, I, I sing in the men's quartet. Janice sings in the ladies trio. Uh, then our Sunday school class and and those ministry opportunities that we have there, and then of course growing through uh, weekly through the um, messages that we hear through Brother Tom. So I just feel like we plugged in, you know, just fine. And we feel blessed to be here because this is, we we just feel like God had the perfect plan in place all along. I think one of the most beautiful things about being part of a a fellowship is it's the camaraderie. And I like, like you mentioned choir, but that one of the things you get with music ministry in general and a lot of different ministries in the church, but especially like choir where you have a you have a singular purpose a your purpose is to worship god but your purpose is you have a responsibility every week you have a contribution to make to the worship service and so you've got a job we've all got a job to do together and when you have if you have that camaraderie and you have that ability that groupness i guess for lack of a better word then it's a, it's a huge blessing I mean, to me, if I'm whatever area of, the, of, of ministry I'm in, I want to be part of a group that we have, a, we have shared experiences and that we do things together. You know, and so when we accomplish something or we do, a, do something, I know you all were both involved in going up to Northbrook a few weeks back. And, you know, as, as, and together we, we ministered to their senior adults. You know, but and then week in and week out, we have responsibility that we minister. And so to me, I guess that opportunity to work, be part of a group and to grow together and to serve together. We have and, and you guys are real helpful in this. You, you don't serve in this capacity, but we, we have our care leaders that that reach out to people. And we try to so we try to create that and not just in the music ministry area. There's a lot of other areas where people work hard to try to make sure that people are part of a group. And I think so. you do a great job. You you tap on every everybody's maybe talent that they have and try to get them to take part of the worship, you know, yeah. like your your musicians. Oh yeah, we have a and we have a lot of talented people. We really do. So I mean, it's a blessing. And and I the the closing statement here is and I think it's true. It's one of the greatest blessings of a thriving church is to embrace new people. Right. And have the opportunity to grow together 
And that's that's exactly what we're talking about here. And so my thanks to you guys. Y'all have done a great job being part of that and and growing with us. My prayer is and my hope is that we get to serve together for a long time. So thank you, Jana and Robin. It's, it hasn't been as painful as you might have thought. <laughs> Not like a trip to the dentist. But we look forward to getting to spend more time together. And when you see these folks on the platform up there in the choir loft, you'll know something more about them. You know that they're great folks, number one, but you'll also know they got great grandchildren. They've got fabulous kids, and uh, they're some of Holly Pond's finest, right? That's so, right. And this concludes, man. This will wrap us up. So thank you for tuning in, and we'll be together again next time. Thank you for listening to First Person. I want to encourage you to share this podcast with friends and family.